0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Lucy's Corner. So today I'm going to tell you a little bit about my favorite books, and maybe if I have the time, I'll read a little bit of them to you. So I'm really excited for this episode, and let's get right into it. Before we do start, though, I want to say thank you guys so much for 30 Plays. It means a lot to me. We've just started this podcast, and it's already starting to become a little bit more popular day by day. So I'm really excited. Um, My goal is maybe, like, 50 or a little more than 50 by, like, I don't know, Halloween. I know that it sounds like a pretty easy goal, but I don't want to try to get go too high, so let's try to make it happen. Today I'm going to be talking about three books that I really enjoyed reading. Number one, I have 11 Birthdays by Wendy Mass. Number two, I have Everything I Know About You, about Barbara... (laughs) <laughs> by Barbara D. And number three, I have Greystone Secrets of Strangers by Margaret Peterson Haddix. So let's get started with this episode. The first book I'm going to talk about is 11 Birthdays by Wendy Mass. So this book was a really good read. I'm going to give it, huh, probably a 8.5 out of 10 because it was a really, really good book. And it had so much drama, and even you didn't know what was happening. So I'm going to read the back to you guys. On their first birthday, they learned to walk. On their fifth, they planted seeds in handmade pots. On their tenth, they learned that there are some words that you can never take back. Amanda's 11th birthday should be a happy occasion. Instead, she's dressed in an itchy costume, and her mother picked out for her boring Hollywood-themed party. While across town, her ex-best friend Leo is celebrating their joint birthday party, With a huge bash, including a hypnotist, a football star, a giant iguana, and a rock band, it's not fair. Amanda can't wait for the day after her birthday so she can stop thinking about the fight that led her and Leo to have separate parties for the first time in their lives. There's just one problem. The next day is her birthday all over again. In this hilarious, touching adventure, Amanda must figure out how to get unstuck in more ways than one. So, I forget where I got this book. I think I got it from, Cri- from Christmas from one of my Sister's friends. But it's a really good book. It's not that long, it's like a little bit over 200 pages. But this was one of my, one of the, a good read that I read. So, let's move on to the next book. The next book I'm going to talk about is Everything I Know About You by Barbara D. This book I'm gonna give a 7.5 out of 10. It was a good book, um, which I remember, which is what I remember. Except it did take me a little while to read. Um, it's kind of, it's a little long. It's like 300 pages, so it's kind of long. But it did take me a little while to read, so that's probably one of the main reasons I don't remember everything that happened. But um, I plan on reading this again. So now I'm going to read the back to you guys. Talia, Tally Martin, knows her her class trip to Washington, D.C. is going to be a nightmare to 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 foster 7th grade unity. The teachers have assigned Tally and her best friends, Sona and Caleb, a.k.a. Spider, to share hotel rooms with their enemies. But but the three-day trip is full of surprises. Alliances are made and broken, and Tally makes uneasy peace with her roommate, head clone girl, Ava Seeley. Soon to talk, Ava. Soon, Tally begins to su- suspect something is off with Ava, who keeps a weird notebook full of random numbers, disappears regularly, and doesn't seem to be eating anything during meals. When Tally confronts Ava about it, Ava threatens to share an embarrassing picture of Tally with Tally with the whole class if she says anything to anyone about her suspicions. For the first time, Tally doesn't have an easy solution to an incredibly complex equation. This is a trip full of lessons Tally won't forget, including how to love yourself, embrace your flaws, and that being a good friend can actually mean telling a secret you promised to keep. So, this book was a really good book. I also forget where I got this. Well, I know I've had it for a little while now. It's a little damaged, but it was a really good read, and... (laughs) let's go on to our last book now we're on to our last book which i'm going to read out of so this is greystone secrets of strangers by margaret peterson haddix let me read the back what makes you you chess has always been the protector of his younger siblings emma loves math and finn acts so silly he will be adored They've been a happy family, the three of them, and their mom. But everything changes when reports of three kidnapped children who share the exact same first and middle names and exact birthdays reach the Greystone family. This bizarre coincidence makes them wonder, who exactly are these strangers? Before chess, Emma and Finn can ask their mom. She takes off on a mysterious work trip. Puzzling clues left behind lead to complex codes, hidden rooms, and a dangerous secret that will turn their world upside down. So, this was a really good book. Um, this was definitely one of my favorites, so I think I'll give it, um, hmm, like, and 9.6 out of 10. And I think I'll read, let me see how long one chapter is. I think I'll read you guys one chapter. So, yeah, let's see, sorry. So, chapter one, Finn. The three Greystone kids always raced each other home when they got off the school bus. And Finn always won. It wasn't because he was the fastest. Even he knew that his older brother and sister Chess, Chess and Emma had let him win so he could make a grand entrance. Today he burst into the house calling out, Mom, we're home. It's, it's time to come and adore us. Adore had been on his second grade spelling list two weeks ago. It, and it had been a great discovery for him. So that was, that was what it was called. The way he had felt his entire life, Emma, who was in fourth grade, dropped her backpack on the rug beside him and kicked off her red sneakers. They flipped up and landed on the top of the backpack. Someday, Finn Finn vowed he would get Emma to teach him that trick. Twenty-three, Emma said. There was no telling what she might have been counting. Finn hoped it was a prediction of how many chocolate chips would be in every cookie. Mom was probably baking them right now for their after-school snack. Finn sniffed. The house did not smell like cookies. Oh well, Mom worked from home designing websites. And sometimes she lost track of time. If today was more of a goldfish crackers and apple slices kind of day, that was okay with Finn. He liked those too. Mom, he called again, your afternoon your afternoon break entertainment has arrived. She's in the kitchen, Chess said, his own hanging his own backpack on the hook where it belonged. Can't you hear? That would mean Finn had to listen for once instead of talking, Emma said, rubbing Finn's head fondly and making his messy brown hair even messier. Finn knew she didn't mean it as an insult. He was pretty sure Emma liked talking as much as he did. Chess was the only one was the one everyone called the quiet greystone. He was in 6th grade and had grown 4 inches in the past year. Now Finn had to tilt his head way back just to see his brother's face. He also cupped his hand over his ear and pretended to be listening really, really hard. There was a low mumble coming from the kitchen. Maybe a man's voice? Is Mom watching TV, Chess asked? She never does that during the day. All the kids knew their mother's routine. She never listened to anything but classical music while she worked, because she said songs with no with words were too distracting. And when she really didn't want to be disturbed, she worked in a windowless room in the basement. The computer down there didn't even connect to the internet. The three Greystone kids called that the boring room. Now Finn laughed at his older brother. Are you gonna stand around asking stupid questions when you could get your answer by just walking into the kitchen, FNF? Let's go eat. He dashed toward the kitchen, dodging both Emma's backpack and the family's cat rocket lying in the middle of the floor. He yelled, Mom, can I cut up apples? It's my turn, isn't it? Mom was standing at the kitchen counter with her hand with her back to Finn. She didn't turn around. She had both hands clenched onto the edge of the counter, as if she needed to hold on. Her cell phone lay face down on the floor by her feet. Her laptop sat on the counter in front of her. But it was tilted up so Finn could see what was on the screen. Mom? Finn tried again, but she didn't turn around. She still didn't turn around. It was like she didn't hear him, like she was in a soundproof bubble. And this was not like Mom. She had never acted like this before. And she began to moan, no, 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 no. So, that was one chapter of that book. If you want to hear some more, you can voice message me on Anchor. And, yeah. Okay, so thanks for listening, guys. If you made it to the end here. Uh, that was just an episode about some of the books I liked. If you have any questions, you can voice message me on Anchor. Bye.